0: there. I'm Havila Cunnington and this is Havilah's podcast. Today I am not alone. Nope.
1: I'm also here.
0: (laughs) I have the love of my life, my spiritual hero, and my baby maker has made it to the podcast. You know
1: I was thinking about that phrase. Shouldn't I be the one calling you my baby maker?
0: Well technically you're the one that picks the babies mm, technically. Okay. So see, yeah. the gender. It's the seed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the male. I, I mean, that's true. I, I would be your baby carrier. <laughs> you're my baby maker. <laughs>
1: so, sounds good. We're going to, we're going to do some more research. We'll get back to you on that. <laughs>
0: that's right. We'll figure it out. It's good.
1: No, it's always good to, yeah, do a, do a little conversation together.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. What a week this has been. It's uh gosh, it took a turn for, I want to say the worst, in some ways it did. It's been wild around here. And I know all of you that are listening from around the world, you have experienced the highs, the lows, the roller coaster, you know, and I would say last Tuesday, we're hearing about the coronavirus, obviously, it's a big deal. But then all of a sudden, after the President's address, it feels like all like, Hell and heaven broke loose in America specifically, and we have been adjusting ever since that moment. It yeah. was wild.
1: Yeah, no, it's cha- things are definitely changing very quickly, uh, and rapid like quickly and rapidly. No, but just yeah, it's literally an, it seems like an hour by hour kind of day by day, um, yeah, kind of state of living.
0: Yeah, it's been really interesting. I today what we want to do is talk about what to do or what we're doing specifically in the face of a lot of unknowns and also being self-employed and just the reality of being very dependent upon God to meet our needs and to figure out kind of what to do next. And what does it look like to be in limbo? Now, I know you guys, it's all out there in the airwaves right now. I mean, every pastor, it feels like when I scroll my Instagram, every person is addressing Fear and anxiety and confusion, and every pastor out there. So, you know, I know we're one of a thousand like voices out there that are unpacking this. So, I don't think that we're going to be able to offer you maybe the most in depth, profound, revelatory moment. But what I do think we can do is show you how we are processing this and those steps that we're taking in order to live alive in the middle of this. So, you know, one thing I'm very clear is that God wastes nothing. And he is not, he doesn't allow something to happen without having a purpose around it. And so not that he initiates it, but he allows it and his God, Godness, right? The perfectness of who he is can use anything and turn around for good. Romans eight twenty-eight. So yeah. that's partly, I think the filter in which we're kind of facing this week. Uh, but I thought maybe babe, you could share a little bit of what God's speaking to you and then um, I can come in and clean it up.
1: <laughs> that's right well no i think um no it's just an interesting time i think that we i mean we've had conversations about how do we simultaneously live in a state of really great bold faith you know as believe not only as just believers but just in our own family as um leaders of our home and with our kids and with each other um and also in the, you know just as believers in this time, you know, where it's, um, I think there's that tension of awareness as well, you know, and, and, and using wisdom and being, and being smart and and trying to be careful and cautious, but also, um, yeah, not giving into a, um, you know, a spirit of fear or, or things allowing what we're hearing to dictate decisions we make, um, as far as that goes. But yeah, because even, even I think, um, yeah, watching the news and hearing different things or, you know, there's breaking news every, you know, couple of hours it seems mm-hmm. like, you know, the last few days. And um yeah, I've even felt myself kind of just feeling that sense of, oh man, this is this is interesting, you know, like it seems like it's ramping up and how is this, you know, going to play out? But ultimately, we, you know, knowing that God is our source and like the Lord has is always faithful to us. And, you know, just l- looking back to You know throughout our own lives and our marriage and just hardships and different seasons we've been through like he really truly is our rock and i love this you know like psalm 91 you know i've been reading psalm 91 the past few days and and it says here in um i'm just going to read the the first couple verses he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty and this, this is the verse um, that I love. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. And just repeating that phrase and just standing on that truth, um, I think it's been really important. You know, I think just that grounding of, you know what, like when it all is said and done, like this is really about. Uh, this is a really a special opportunity I feel like we have as as believers and even the church and just whatever God is doing in the midst of this, you know, I was sharing this with you this morning, like, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss this opportunity in this moment to respond um, and, you know, and be, have a sensitive spirit and a sensitive heart to what God wants to do in me and God, want, you know, in our family and like in yeah. the body of Christ. So yep. I think that's just kind of the state that I'm, you know, trying to position myself
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I really love how you carry your heart. I was thinking about what we decided to do. So, you know, for those of you that don't know (laughs) what happened with me, um, we had emailed the church uh, before I was actually scheduled to go to Walla Walla, Washington to minister at a youth conference. And we had reached out again. They were planning on moving ahead with it. And so Judah and I got up. <laughs> it was a really wild morning. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> we, was. People, I know you like look at our lives day. and think we have it together, but that is really far from the truth.
1: Let's just talk about the basics of, let's just just say,
0: setting an alarm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that you can wake up for an early flight. That's
0: much too uh, That's much too uh, complicated. Both
1: of us forgot to do that. Yeah.
0: So we had, um, we were kind of rushing around a little bit. Obviously we launched our truth, the table membership. Uh, really it's called truth Academy. And our focus was on that. We're so excited. We hosted two live trainings with over 2000 people that showed up to that training, which was incredible. And so many of you guys are joining, jumping in and joining our truth Academy, which I'll talk about Holy. at the end, but So we're in this flux of like so excited and we have two new staff members coming on and we're just, we're excited. We're a lean and mean team, but we know we like to power through. And so anyway, Ben and I got excited and somehow we forgot to set the alarm. So I fly out at 6 a.m. from Redding, California at 5.30 in the morning. I roll over, I grab my phone, (laughs) I'm like, it's 5.30, wait, it's 5.30. And then I go, Ben, it's 5.30. And he's like, oh my gosh, he jumps out of bed. And he just runs to Judah. Terrifying.
1: I hate that moment. Yeah, you like. I was like, oh, I've got my
0: clothes laid out. Luckily, I was smart enough to know it was so early. My clothes were laid out. My suitcase was zipped up. Which was
1: actually a miracle because I don't think I've ever seen you be like that ready and packed like fully with the suitcase zipped.
0: You wouldn't know that because you're sometimes not on the road with me. But when I'm by myself... I'm that way. I'm really heading, anxious. Heading yeah, okay. because I'm not good with time and I'm not always good with like navigating that. So I'm one of those that if I'm by myself, I feel the responsibility. But when you're laying next to me, I basically turn into a 12-year-old. <laughs> and so,
1: Apparently I did too. <laughs>
0: so basically we'd like jump out of bed. You run to Judah's room.
1: Yeah, I run and wake up Judah because he's going with you. Yeah. Thankfully he had most of his stuff already. We literally, I think we're out of the house in two or three minutes.
0: At least like... I just got dressed, grabbed my stuff and ran out the door and I run to the car. It's pitch black. It's like 5.30 in the morning and Judas standing there barefoot in shorts and a t-shirt. I'm like, hey, bud, do you have your shoes? <laughs> You're
1: going to need those. You're going to need some pants. He's like,
0: I can't, mom. And he's waking up and he's in his tween, 13, actually teen years now. And so we flew. Ben's like, hey, I'm going to break some laws. I'm so sorry. I had to drive Um, a little fast. We drove a little fast, but we got to the airport. We were the last ones on the plane. Yeah, you made it. So anyway, not to like give you every detail, but we get on the plane. We're all excited. Um, Actually, Pastor Bill Johnson happened to be on the plane. So I'm like, I'm so sorry for holding you up (laughs) from changing the world. And so we get on the plane. We land. We fly to Seattle. We're supposed to take Seattle to Walla Walla. And when I get off the plane, I call Ben, and Ben says honey, did you get our message? I'm like, what message? He's like, you're not going to Walla Walla. It's been canceled. Yep. So we get off the plane and we try to figure that out. And that, I think, was a bit of a shock. Um, Not that, you know, obviously I I thought possibly would be shocked, but I think being halfway there is what kind of made it more.
1: Yeah, because you got on a plane and you're like, okay, the event's happening. We're doing this. Yeah. And um, What was so,
0: so cute was I told Judah... And I look over and Judah has tears in his eyes.
1: I know he was excited. He to go was so on. excited.
0: So Walla Walla, you can't forget about us. We're coming your way. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll, we'll have to reschedule.
0: Uh-huh. But then, um, and then it was that actually we just heard from Gateway. They're postponing. And we heard from Pennsylvania and they're postponing. And I mean, we just one after the other events were postponing that day. So it was very surreal, mm-hmm. specifically when you're like, oh, I've got the next six weeks planned out. And then it's like, nope, you actually get to go home. And be home for like four weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, which sounds really exciting, unless a lot of your budget is dependent upon travel. (laughs) It's not as exciting. And you know, I say that in a way. Obviously, I'm laughing because that's kind of what I do when I get nervous and say certain things. But I think the reality is, is when you know it's going to cost you, and you're not sure what you're going to do you have these choices that come right in front of you. And it's like, am I going to choose life or death? Am I going to choose worry or confidence? Am Mm -hmm. I going to choose to believe that God's going to take care of me? Or am I going to choose that it's doomsday and, you know, we're in trouble. And it feels like minute by minute, we have that question in front of us. Like what choice are we going to make?
1: Yeah, no, it's so true. I think that, um, you know, when you came back, even it was, you know, just processing like, okay, like, okay, this is happening. And, and so I think I, you know, we, ha- you had posted on Instagram about kind of our different ways of processing mm-hmm. or even responding to, <laughs> uh, situations, you know, I'm more you mean, of like a- the
0: right way and the wrong way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how you want to say it. Um, no, I'm definitely more of a, you know, I guess in your words, an under reactor, mm-hmm. um, you are Italian and intense and want to like, Oh my gosh, you know, not that you're like, um, I've come a long way. Not that you're fearful or like reactionary, but um, I think that you you like you like to solve problems quickly too. Okay,
0: but I'd like to say that I have come a long way. You've come I a long... I would like you to say that in the mic.
1: Oh, hello? She's come a long way. Is this thing on? Yes. <laughs> she, she has come a long way in 15 years, I will say, from a highly intense, connected, close Italian family yeah. that loves to... I uh, mean, in
0: our family, when there was even a sense of urgency, you called every person every person in the family. And there was an ongoing conversation for the next 40 hours.
1: <laughs> Let's just say I haven't even heard from my parents yet <laughs> since this whole thing's going down. So that's kind of the difference in, uh, that's a
0: little different. My parents have called me almost at least three or four times a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But
0: anyway, all that to say, um, so then the first thing I thought was now I get to be a leader because being a leader when things are great is, is one thing being a leader when society or culture or community is saying something else, this is when I get to help either encourage people, lift people up, strengthen them, even in the face of my own fear, or I'm gonna actually be taken out. And so yep. the first thing I thought was, we need to get a game plan. And so one of the first things we did was let's call a meeting with our little executive team and let's let's out like weigh the three. Options, the three scenarios of what could possibly happen. You know, A being best case scenario, C being, you know what, this is gonna change our whole lives, and B was in the middle. And what we did was we just whiteboarded our life and you know, some of you are in this in the face of it right now, where worry and and fretting and concern can just overwhelm you. But the best thing you could do, and what I would recommend, is sit down with your spouse, or sit down with yourself, or sit down with your team, and whiteboard what are the three scenarios: best case, middle case, worst case, mm-hmm. and let's begin to set up a plan of action because knowing what you're going to do is so much better than being at a place where you don't have an option and you didn't figure it out. Even if they're horrible options, it's better to get it up on a whiteboard and look at it and separate it from your heart and your mind and all that and put it kind of where everybody can see it on a board. It makes it a lot more tangible. And I think a, a way that you can extend your faith a little bit more realistically.
1: No, it's true. It does. It helps because I think in the in the, mo- in the moments, it's, it's easy to become emotional and it's easy to be kind of driven by that, but really like taking a step back and like, okay, let's, let's look at, let's say for example, um, budget, right? Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. let's, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at, at the reality. And then let's actually, um, like look ahead and see what's, what are, here's the different scenarios. And it just kind of, it allows you to pause and not, um, react, but like, okay, we're going to take some time, get into the practicals and come up with a plan that's not uh, emotionally or fear driven, but that's like actually, um, pragmatic and, you know, precautionary because I think that I, um, you know, like it just our own dynamics. Yeah. We, I think we found a good balance in that that time where I was kind of challenged to, you know what? No, we need to, this is important. We need to, I need to not underreact or under respond in that. Oh, it's everything's going to be fine. We don't need to think about it.
0: Or like under function,
1: under function. Sure. And then, um, or your, you know, tendency to maybe want to like, we need to figure this out right now. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I think that was helpful to like come together and, and just kind of map that out.
0: I also think when we face fear or whatever, we jump into like, I'm not. I I end up not communicating where I'm like, Mm. okay, forget you guys. I'm, I'm I'm like run ahead. That's a good point. You know, so I think some of us, you know, we don't understand that when we're anxious or fearful, we have a tendency to run on ahead of people. And so part of me doing the most loving thing is to actually slow myself down and communicate with my. You know, I mean, obviously with our staff. Also together, but then also our kiddos—not just just to assume, hey, you guys are fine, but actually sitting down and saying, yep. hey, boys, this is what's going on in the world. Do you have any questions? What can I answer for you? Being able to not just run up ahead, and I'm that way where I'll, I will go, I'll I'll make decisions in my head and realize I didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I'm like, this is what we're doing. It kind of makes
1: me think of the like kind of that uh, intrinsic reaction to fear, right? Like the fight, flight, or freeze yeah. mentality where, yeah, you, I, I'm going to be more of a kind of pause, freeze, be a little more like procrastinate, you know, and then you're going to probably be more of like a, you Jump know, ahead. F- you know, flee, run away. Like, let's, let's figure this out. Um, so no, I like that. Um, I, I was reading this thing about kind of the, you know, different aspects of processing spiritually and processing emotionally. And then like physically just kind of the basic three aspects, uh, from these guys that I follow. And it just talks about bringing your kids into the process. And I love how you mentioned that uh, and how it's important to acknowledge the emotional aspect and actually have those conversations with their, with your kids and let them into, um, the story and, but not from a place of, um, you know, to, to cause alarm, but also to kind of reassure them of like, Hey, we're a family, we're going to figure this out together but and and kind of let them be a part of the solution and let them like but it's also i think that there was an emphasis on processing the actual emotion not being um not shutting that down but actually acknowledging hey it's this is kind of you know like this is kind of scary or like it's unknown or what are you know what do you guys think and um just as a family and so i think that's that's things where we're walking through and, and beginning to have those conversations.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's, um, yeah, I mean, again, we have to disciple our families. We have to disciple them. And in order to disciple them, we have to walk them through it. And I agree with you that you know, understanding to take them through that is really important. I also think that sometimes because we assume the adults in our lives are adults, we also don't walk people through certain things. Mm. And I think it's really gracious to treat people with respect and to walk them through kind of what we know. So we met on Friday and went through our scenarios. And you know, it's sobering. I think it's very sobering. I think about all the pastors that are listening to this right now, you know, or leaders that you aren't going to have doors open for your community, you're not receiving tithes and offerings. And I know that can be really scary. And it can, you know, wonder what is it gonna look like, or some of you that are on the road full time you know, you understand what, what kind of dependency we have on funding. And then for many of you, you know, your jobs are being shut down. Maybe you're paid hourly. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're in the school system or the medical field or possibly you work internationally. And it is affecting everybody, everybody is having this moment. We're taking a deep breath. Even if you've been connected to the stock market and there's, you know, things that you maybe have lost a lot of money in your retirement or whatever it is. Um, I think we're all at a place where this moment in time demands faith. Mm -hmm. Like this moment in time is like where our faith meets the road. Do we believe that God has us? Do we believe that he'll take care of us? And what I find and Ben and I, you know, we do this together, but we go to worst case scenario. And that is what is the worst thing that can happen? And I want you to do this. Like, what is the worst thing that can happen? So what if we lose our house? So what if we lose, you know, the materialistic things? We still have each other. We still, you know, love our our kids are still safe. They're still healthy. Like who cares? There's so many things. So what we downsize and we move into an apartment or we, you know, I'm not saying that that's where we're at, but We have to get to that place where we start to say, what is the big deal? Like, where are we at? And ultimately, we have to work away from there because that's the place of gratitude. When we get to the place of, I really have the things that matter, then I can work my way from that moment into gratitude. God, I'm so grateful that I even have to make these decisions. God, I'm so grateful that I, my kids can actually come home and be with me. God, I'm so grateful that, you know, you're going to work it out. I'm so grateful that the, that the government's working on loans for small businesses. You know, we start to say, I'm so grateful rather than, um, sitting and the woe is me or I don't know what's going to happen. You know, the enemy wants to play out the worst case scenario, catastrophic thinking. And I don't know about you, but the enemy would love nothing more than to play out on the screen of my mind, every horrible thing, you know, by the time you're done going where he wants you to go, you're destitute, you're homeless, you know, you're, you're done. And that's the enemy. That's the enemy of our lives. God knew we were going to be here. He knew what it was going to require of us. And he will make available the things that we need in this moment.
1: Mm, Yeah, it's really good. I totally, I totally agree. I think it's, it's, you know, yeah, in one sense, it's sobering. And I think, I think everybody's just, um, I mean, it's just, I think it's more surprising. I think it's more like how fast things have escalated. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, it is, I, I feel this sense of anticipation at the same time of like, just seeing God's hand already, uh, moving through this It's going to be really interesting to see kind of just the, um, like, what is God doing? Like, what is mm-hmm. he up to? And just that, like, almost from, like, this adventure kind of mindset of how are you—God is going to turn this around, and I can't wait to see what happens. Like, to make his power and his greatness and his name known um, f- around the world. And, and so anyways, I'm just—I'm kind of—I kind of been thinking in all these different I spheres from the, you know, the practical—yeah, just wondering of, like, okay, how— How's this going to affect things, Mm -hmm. um, you know, financially, the economy, the, you know, but it's, you know, at the same time, it's, I I totally, you know, we've, we've had those conversations of, you know what, at the end of the day, um, it really comes down to the basics, like our relationship with God, our family, and us being like connected on the same page, like in one heart, one mind, um, discipling our family and, and being able to have our faith grounded.
0: Yep. It's true. It's really good. I was, uh, today, somebody came to pick up some chairs at our house. We had these chairs I'd had for sale for a while. And pretty soon I was like, you know what, we need to get rid of these things. And, um, so I put on Facebook marketplace, like, you know, these are free, come and get them. And so there was this woman that came, which if you're listening to this, hi, (laughs) but she came to get them. And, Um, she's telling me like, I'm a first year student at Bethel and you know, I moved up here and my daughter, she's a single mom and she's moving up here and we're just moved up here and we're so excited. And you know, these chairs are going to be perfect for our fixer upper house. And, and all of a sudden I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, you know, those other two chairs in your garage, I want you to give those to her. And I hesitated. I was like, God, you know, it's not the season to be giving things away. I need to make money and money would be good for these chairs. Like, I'm just being honest. I'm not saying that that's my jerk reaction, but I'm like, I could get, you know, 50 bucks for these chairs and I haven't even marketed them. And, you know, that would take care of whatever. And I heard the Lord just say, I want you to be generous and so I asked her and she's like, these are perfect. Oh my gosh, I'm in love with these. And so Judah and I load them up in her truck. So she drives away with six of our chairs. And and as I as she drove away, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, "You, this is like very important that you come against the spirit of scarcity and yeah. the spirit of you not being generous. And in order to combat that, you need to give. You need to be able to be generous. And I just knew that it was like a statement of faith and it was a leaning into what I was being invited into. And it was like the two different core values or two different worlds was like, are you gonna be stingy and fearful and not give and not be, you know, not see the need? or are you gonna actually in the middle of this, trust me and come against that by being generous? And I felt the pleasure of God. like as she drove away, I felt this part of me that was like, yeah, enemy, you're not going to put a spirit of scarcity on me, just so you know, like that's not happening. And I don't mind sacrificing for the sake of character and the sake of the kingdom. And so, yeah, that was just something that I felt.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I love that. I love that you did that. And I love that you were uh, leaned in and said, nope, I'm, I am going to do this and I'm not going to um, ignore that conviction or ignore that like voice that you heard from the Lord. Yeah.
0: I feel like we have these opportunities all day long to make those decisions. Like, are we going to be who we want, who God's called us to be? Are we going to operate in kindness and generosity and these things? And to be honest, the other night I was at a drugstore and I didn't pass that. I was, like, <laughs> I was really tired and I'm getting, you know, toilet paper and I've traveled for 10 hours around trip and there was a moment where the cash, cashier was telling me something, and I just kind of snapped back. And I realized after I heard the Lord say, Havala, Havala, <laughs> like that's not nice. And I again, like turned my attitude around and was kind back to the guy. But you know, it's not like I'm like succeeding in all these moments, like watch me, you know, I, no, like I'm doing my best, but I'm feeling like I'm being invited into into a moment, mm-hmm. like where my kids can see our faith and our kids can see our faith and our marriage, like we can pray, like we've been on walks every day praying. And these are the things that this kind of thing does in us. It, it draws us to the faith that we have in us and the core values and the beliefs and all the things that we know are true right apart from what we see faith and so lean in like that would be my challenge to you and our challenge to you is lean into this invitation and opportunity shake off the fear shake off the desk the desolation shake off the part of you that wants to buy into discouragement and depression and anxiety and worry and fear and the what-ifs and all those things and say no enemy My mind is not available for you to play out every worst case scenario. My mind is under the kingdom of God, under the word of God. And so my mind is, I'm going to dictate what my mind is going to be able to think about and meditate on. And that is, that's part of me being a Christ follower. So even sometimes I feel that kind of overwhelming, because I don't know, I think girls are this way too. We kind of play scenarios out and like the what ifs. And I just felt like there are times when I have to say out loud, "Havila, stop it. Stop it. Right now, stop. You are going to trust God. You are going to believe God. You're going to walk this out. He has not brought you this far to leave you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, right? You're going to lead me. You're going to lead me beside still waters. You're going to be my provider. You're my protector. You're my provision. And I'm going to trust in you. And... I, you know, preach to yourself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's totally. what I'd say.
0: Preach to yourself. Preach to your spouse. Preach to your kids. Preach to your friends. Build up. in some of they say, like, build each other up. Stir each other up with the word mm-hmm. and with encouragement.
1: No, I think it's, uh, I think about that, the the difference between fact and truth that you talk about, like, okay, here's the facts, right? Like there's things going on, there's things happening, there's uncertainty, there's there's things that we don't know, there's things that are, yeah, you know, challenging. But the truth is that God is, a, is our overcomer. God is our That's provider. Right. He is faithful. He is. He sees the whole picture that we don't see yet and and that he, and he is a loving gracious merciful kind god who is after our hearts and wants like at the end of the day like he he is after having a a family and and so i think it's you know um this is a again a moment in time where um i'm just excited to see you know the how the church responds like this is a this is a moment of opportunity that again i i personally I don't want to miss even for my kids sake, you know, it's like, it's important for, I think about it just even historically, like we've not lived through this, like a huge hardship, right? Like the great depression or world wars, you know, or all these different times throughout history that even our parents have, have lived through. Um, and I think that, you know, I want to be able to be, I mean, you have, the,
0: you have Iraq, but that, it's kind of apart from where we are right now. I just want to make sure that we,
1: Oh yeah. 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 I mean, like I'm talking just, um, large, you know, significant moments of history that have impacted like day to day living right yeah. in America, you know, and I think that I want to be, we want to be the kind of parents that actually, um, can lead our family through difficulty and hardship without crumbling Right. And I think that, you know, you see that all through the Bible of leaders that have to um, actually walk through hardship. And I think about that, you know, Psalm 23, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. And it's it's again, we talk about that regularly. It's not that he um, we're ever we're not ever promised that, you know, tragedy or hardship will not come. But we're promised that he's always going to be with us. And that is um is so sweet to me, you know, and so I'm I'm just looking forward to those moments of finding the Lord in it and, and responding to it.
0: So how are you, like, hour by hour, day by day, what are you doing to keep your heart and your thoughts focused?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, looking at, at getting into scripture. It's, it's what you just talked about, kind of preaching to yourself, finding, the truth that you know, um, versus the facts that, uh, are kind of in front of us and all around us in, in the media and different things. Um, I think practically, um, you know, leaning into family, you know, and how are, you know, just having conversations with, um, the boys and with you and actively activating my spirit, activating, um, us forward and, and, tr- and trying to kind of force myself to at the same time, look ahead. Cause I tend to be more of a, I'm not as much a <laughs> futurist and a, and a planner, a header. Um, I live kind Aheader. of more in the, in, um, in the present and I'm like, Hey, I want to do what's in front of me really, really well. And I'm focused on that. But, um, so I, yeah, I think I'm, I'm trying to find balance of like bold faith of standing on truth, but also, um, having the practical things and not neglecting those, uh, to protect, you know, I think it's important to, you know, for me as a dad and a husband to take care of you guys as my family, as my wife, and to making sure that you guys feel safe and protected and not, you know, kind of like, oh, dad's, you know, in la-la land. Um, so I think, um, yeah, those are, I think just guarding my heart and, and, um, feeding my spirit and staying, having conversations, having connection, making sure that we're having, uh, you know, good communication and talking things out and okay, let's, what do you think about this? Like, what if school gets canceled? You know, what are we going to do? Oh Lord. And you know, I think, um, communicating to you that, Hey, I'm thinking about these things and it's not just oh, I, no, it's going to be fine, you know. So I know you – So,
0: yeah, because basically I'll say to you like, hey, it seems like you're not really thinking about what it's going to be like with four kids coming home and how disastrous that would be for us.
1: Oh, I think it's going to be a breeze.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh. Anyway, I know a lot of you have your kids at home, so I bless you. You are definitely getting another wing on your mansion in heaven. <laughs> I'm positive.
1: It's true. Uh, no, I think it's taking it one day at a time because I think, and that's, I think something that I probably, I don't know if that's a positive or or not, but I think it's a good balance for us is, okay, what are we doing today? Um, what's, where are things at and how do we respond today? And how do we, um, continue to put the things that are important at the forefront now and while also looking to, you know, kind of find that, um, balance. So what about you?
0: What am I doing?
1: What are you doing right now to – what are you doing for your country?
0: What am I doing for a country? I, I mean, I would say personally I have a tendency to let it swing both ways. So I'm either like my mind wants to obsessively figure it all out and budget and get it all. And then the other part of me wants to like check out and make myself a meal that's like really big and, and greasy. <laughs> and I want to like act like, oh, it doesn't matter. And so for me, I have to, as a seven on the Enneagram, I have to kind of get in the middle of it and not be afraid of it being hard, but also not allowing myself to get into like the depressive part of like, this is hard and I don't want to do this. And so, yeah, for me, it's like just that balance. So asking myself, am I being reasonable? Is this a normal reaction? Is this going to be the best thing for me? Am I going to be regret this tomorrow? (laughs) Those are the things I think about. Yeah. yeah. And day by day, I have hope. I have faith that, you know, we went through the recession in 2008. We've we've gone through job loss. We've gone through a baby in the NICU. We've gone through uh, hard marital things. We've done it. Yeah. So, you know, I've got the tools. I've got the tools to get through the hard stuff. And so there's no like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm, I know how to renew my mind. I know how to speak life. I know how to encourage my heart. I know what to do. I just need to do it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I need to do is look at myself in the mirror and say, Havila, do the work. you you got to do the work right now. You know, it's like I was listening to... Oprah Winfrey, she did like the Vision 2020 tour and she was interviewing Lady Gaga. And, you know, again, these are people that are influential women, whether you believe what they, you know, would say. I don't know if they're believers, so I can't make that declaration. But one thing she was saying is, you know, Lady Gaga has dealt with mental health. And she said, when I wake up and I'm in pain, I know now... I need to go over and take my medicine and I will feel better. But but the shame of taking the medicine has kept me from feeling better. So I now know if I take the medicine, it will do the work. And I was thinking about that in our spiritual life. Like, we know the word is going to make us feel better. We know that worship is going to make us feel better. We know that surrendering our lives is going to make us feel better. But we have a tendency to not do it. And so there's a part of me that's like, Havilah, stop resisting the medicine go over and take the medicine of the word, let them wash wash with the water of the word and let it do its work and don't resist this. Uh, because yeah, I know you don't wanna go through this right now, I know this doesn't sound fun, I know you, this isn't what you want, right? But at this point, you don't get to decide that. The thing is, you're gonna go through this so you better go and do what you know you can do so that I can do the things you can't do. And you know, this kind of brings me to this last moment which is, And I hope that this conversation has been helpful. Again, we can't, we don't have everything. There's a lot of people out there with phenomenal resources and church online, which is what we'll be attending as well. Um, But where we are at Truth the Table, Truth the Table is a place where we want to get the word of God at your table every single day. And we do, amazingly, there are thousands of you from around the world that are with us. But I think now more than ever, this is the reason God had us start Truth the Table. And I was thinking about this. I want to do a podcast on this thought, so I, I'll keep it brief. But, you know, 10 years ago, I had this heart to do Bible studies. And then I would say nine years ago, I started a video Bible study on YouTube. And yeah. I had 17 views, and it didn't seem like a big deal. And then Six years ago or you know, or five and a half years ago, we stepped out in faith and started this. And two years ago we went full time into online Bible studies and courses and, and helping people online. And now the whole world seems to be shutting down around us. and where are people going online? Church is going yeah. online, yeah. leaders are going online. And I just see how God has perfectly positioned us. We have we've been doing this for a long time. We know how to help you. Let us serve you well. Like, please lean in. If you don't know where to start and you don't know how to read your word and you don't know how to get encouraged, download our truth the table app just down, it's free and get encouraged listen to our podcasts we have so many podcasts that you can just you know binge listen to i've got videos on youtube we've got actual courses that you can take like you know how to grow your life in god how to dream chase how to hear god's voice like what if instead of us sitting in a panic and wondering what's going to happen next what if we invested the next 4 weeks to radical growth like to actually grow the thing that we've been waiting for, that's been sitting on the shelf because we had to go to work or we had to do this thing that's coming up. And now every Sunday, we're not serving our church in that way. We're just like home. And what if we said, I'm going to take that course or that class or that book or whatever it is and give myself to that for the next four weeks and actually come out of this having grown rather than being frozen in fear.
1: Yeah, no, it's so good. I was watching a video from one of the NBA basketball players that has been tested positive, and so he's quarantined in isolation. And he was just basically like, "Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. I'm fine, but you know, I'm just playing video games all day." <laughs> and I was like, "That's so sad." And I'm like, "You know," and I was, of course, I'm a one on the enneagram, so I'm thinking, "Okay, if I get this virus." <laughs> Like I am not going to do that. I'm going to like read and I'm going to like do like I'm going to feed myself, right? I'm going to feed myself and my spirit and all this stuff. But like literally it is true. Like it's, it's not, I don't think it's an accident that like we just opened our truth academy this past Tuesday, right before this whole thing kind of started to escalate. And I do feel like, yeah, we have, um, there is, there's an opportunity right now, I think for people to really lean into Um, Not just for the sake of like, oh, I'm going to fight fear, so I better like, you know, uh, strengthen my spirit and go after this stuff. But it really is like um, we are called to be an influence and we are called to grow our lives and to have something to give and something to offer to the world and to those around us and I think um, and to our families and, you know, just all the people and especially now more than ever. And so I feel like, yeah, we have all of these resources available and spiritual training and like uncomplicating these spiritual topics and just, you know, our spiritual life. And so, um, so yeah, I just think it's, I think it's really, uh, an amazing opportunity. So if you, if you need that, if you need mm-hmm. like, just for yourself or for, because you have a heart to give and you have a heart to like, I need to have more inside me to offer the world. Um, I, you know, I'd encourage you to like sign up for the, our truth Academy. Um, it's open right now. You can just go to our and website it, and it
0: hasn't been open for we a year
1: for over a year. Yeah. We just literally opened up. So I, know, I
0: want to tell people like we didn't, we didn't open it up because of the crisis. What God did was set it up. And now we're like literally at a place where we're like, come sit at our table
1: for mm-hmm. the next
0: year and learn it's amazing
1: yeah no it's it's true so if that's if that speaks to you if that's something that you have a heart for and that you just feel like you know what now's the time or maybe you have extra time you know now because you're either you're stuck at home or just things are slowing down um you know i i would say jump in just yeah. go to our website truththetable.com um slash academy and you can sign up you can join monthly or you can sign up for a whole year um, you know, it's actually a little bit, you know, uh, cheaper to do it that way. But yeah, just um I, I love it. I love being able to to offer this. And I think that, Me too. Um, yeah, we do have the mobile app uh, and you can join that way as well. So
0: yeah. And it's literally the price of like Netflix. Like it's not even this, you know, grandiose. It's a cup of two coffees or whatever, but, you know, invest in yourself. Like it's, you're worth it. And I always feel like, you know, I don't think we're the most in-depth. Like if you're looking for an in-depth study or a community that's like, virtual mentor. I'm in your face every day giving you weekly daily challenges. That's not us. Like please don't join the membership because that is not who we are. We're like at your own pace, anytime, eight minutes a day. You can do a full study with activations or you can just like watch it on your way to work or watch it in the morning with your cup of coffee. So what we are is our goal is to inspire you to stick with it. So our courses are created so that you don't feel behind or you don't feel like there's a ton of homework. It's just meant to inspire you. So a lot of you are a part of it, and we love that. We love our our table tribe. Some of you uh, just joined, and we're so grateful. I think you're gonna love it. I promise you, your life is gonna be changed. And for those of you that are on the on the edge of it, consider it. It's a really a risk free. Um, and I wouldn't it wouldn't be honest to not tell you about it right now because it's open right now. So it's important. Other than that, that's great. We love you guys so much. Stick with us. The coolest part is you're gonna hear a lot more from us.
1: It's true because you are uh, not traveling as Uh -uh. much.
0: I had four events cancel. Boom, 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 which is weird. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm home. It means my closet, like that closet that I haven't wanted to get to. Uh-oh. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, doggone it! Now I got to exercise.
1: <laughs> you know, it's time. You know what? It's it is. Uh, I'm excited because we've talked about this.
0: Well, yeah, you like routine.
1: I I like I do like routine, but I like you being home too. Oh. And we've talked about doing more podcasting. And our we've sex life about, is
0: gonna be so good. You know, I, I know I
1: asked you that. I, I was thinking. Is there any you know s- s- you know research about you know more sex being a you know a deterrent to the coronavirus? <laughs> I'm, I'm open. Like if that's, that's what right. we have to do, you know. The, we...
0: uh, what do you call it? The backseat. Uh, uh,
1: I guess uh, deterrent's the right word. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever.
0: <laughs> I can't think of anything. Instead clean of a hazmat <laughs> suit, just you know
1: have have sex three more times a week. <laughs>
0: that's right. You'll be safer. I think husbands around the world will attest to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. My general health has, has improved.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey. We love you guys, baby. I love you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for- On your podcast. Thanks for being on my podcast, Ben Gunnington.
1: Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I am the deeper voice on today's show.
0: Let's hope so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We love you guys. Catch up with us on social media. We're here every day to encourage you to live the life you're called to live. Bye, you guys. Love you.